0: What's up guys, thanks for tuning into the podcast today titled, Why Jesus? So you're probably wondering why I picked that as the title, and honestly I just thought it would be a good one to touch base on simply because the last episode I talked about my salvation story, my testimony, and I'm sure some of you wondered why I continued my pursuit of Jesus over everything else that, you know, the world has to offer, whether that's religion or anything else like that. And I wanted to encourage you guys so that you could see another side of Jesus for yourself as well. So, taking it back, growing up, like a lot of you, I was trying to discover, you know, my purpose in life and also just trying to find value in things. As we're growing up, we're asked questions like, What do we want to be when we're older? And we uh, later establish friendships with people because we want to be valued. We want to be liked. And then we later develop relationships because we want to marry someone. Ideally in the future, we want to have someone to spend our lives with. And, you know, we, we try to find pleasure in anything that we can. I definitely know I did. Some of those things were basketball, video games, Relationships, like I said, friendships, money, and honestly just a lot of stuff like that. And the problem is that these things, though they're not all necessarily bad in and of themselves, but they're never going to bring true fulfillment to your life and completely satisfy who you're called to be, who you are. Becoming the best basketball player in the county or... I don't know, becoming a ranked esports gamer, I don't know, isn't going to bring complete fulfillment to your life. There's always going to be more. That's why you see people depressed even in Hollywood. Once they've accumulated all the fame that they could get, all the wealth they could get, you you still see people battling depression on medication and some even taking their lives. It's because those things don't completely satisfy and honestly, an example of a man, even biblically, who knows the turmoil of the pursuit of everything but God is a man named King Solomon. So King Solomon was the son of King David, whom I don't know, some of you might know. He's pretty popular in biblical history. And initially, Solomon's relationship with God starts off great in First Kings chapter 3. God actually appears to Solomon in a dream. And asks him what he wants. So God came to him literally willing to give him anything that he asked. And Solomon responded by asking for wisdom. Or as the NLT says, an understanding heart. So that he could govern the Lord's people. This pleased God so much that not only did he give him that wisdom. But he also gave him the riches and the fame that he didn't even ask for. And it later says that no other king could compare to Solomon. So that seems like an incredible life, doesn't it? But honestly, it's really not at all. Because Solomon would soon turn his eyes from God. And he pursued his own lust. And began. he he literally began marrying people that God specifically told him not to. Because it would turn him away from him. And that's exactly what it did. The wives he married made him build temples to other gods and he began to worship them and obviously that greatly displeased the Lord and Solomon began to set a path for himself that made him lose his kingdom but more importantly he lost his favor and his relationship with God. Solomon was so distraught about it that he later wrote about it in Ecclesiastes 1. Here let me read you what he said. He says everything is meaningless Completely meaningless. What do people get for all their hard work under the sun? Generations come and generations go, but the earth never changes. The sun rises and the sun sets, then hurries around to rise again. The wind blows south and then turns north. Around and around it goes, blowing in circles. Rivers run into the sea, but the sea is never full. Then the water returns again to the rivers and flows out again to the sea. Everything is wearisome beyond description. No matter how much we see, we are never satisfied. No matter how much we hear, we are not content. History merely repeats itself. It, all, it has all been done before. Nothing under the sun is truly new. Sometimes people say, here is something new, but actually it is old. Nothing is ever truly new. We don't remember what happened in the past, and in the future generations, no one will remember what we are doing now. I, the teacher, was king of Israel and and I lived in Jerusalem. I devoted myself to search for understanding and to explore, by wisdom, everything being done under heaven. I soon discovered that God has dealt a tragic existence to the human race. I observed everything going on under the sun, and really, it is all meaningless, like chasing wind. What is wrong cannot be made right. What is missing cannot be recovered. I said to myself, look, I am wiser than any of the kings who ruled in Jerusalem before me. I have greater wisdom and knowledge than any of them. So I set out to learn everything from wisdom to madness and to folly. But I learned firsthand that pursuing all this is like chasing wind. So again, he said, it's like chasing wind. He compared his pursuit to everything. To chasing wind. And listen, I don't want this to be the story of your life. There's so much more at stake than these sentimental pleasures of the world that will fade away. There's so much more than the endless pursuit of happiness we try to find in relationships or other things that try to quench our burning desires to be valued or simply somebody. We need to understand and realize that Jesus is the only thing that can fulfill us and bring us this true satisfaction That's what Solomon was saying when he wrote these things. Everything else is like chasing the wind. So now it brings us back to that question. Why Jesus? Well, for me, it's simple. In John 4.14, Jesus says, Whoever drinks of the water he gives, that Jesus, that he gives, shall never thirst again. In him, all the desires of my heart that I had been searching for, honestly, that we've all searched for, will be quenched. Everything. And then later he says in John 14:6 that he's the way, he's the truth, and he's the life. I have no choice but to trust and believe him. And honestly, it's because he loves me. And the thing is, I know he loves me because he gave up his life for me. 1 John 3.16 says, By this we know love, because He laid down His life for us. So the thing is, that's, that's not just for me, but that's for you too. So when you ask why Jesus, it's because He was willing to speak truth and life for me. And honestly for you at the expense of his own life because he loved us so much so that's why Jesus